Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Rick Dara here, aka Captain Brunch. Being joined by his co host as always, Destin Soglow Frazier. Holy shit, the amount of stuff that changed tonight. WrestleMania is not even the same anymore. Yeah, the whole landscape's different. Glad I invested a Sunday night into it. <laughs> right? All I've been thinking about is about, you know, how are we going to, where can we go from here? Like, it's exactly where we were going before. Yeah, redo the whole card now. The bigger news coming out of Fastlane appears in front of my face as we're looking at this. Because breaking news as of 23 minutes ago on WWE has come to terms with the release of Andrade. We wish him all the best in all his future endeavors. So there's a crawler for tomorrow night's episode, 11:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time after Raw, right here on Twitch and Facebook. That being said, shout out to everybody in the chat room and across all of the different platforms. This is the WWE Fastlane 2021 post show, also serving as episode 445 of Talk Brunch Live. We're going to go over the matches and everything else that's been going on tonight. Thank you for everyone listening on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, and all the various other platforms, as well as the live feeds over on Twitch and already the aforementioned Facebook. And talkbrunch.com, of course. Oh, man. The more things change, the more they stay the same. And the more they I stay the same. Much <laughs> I still don't feel different, man. Just saying. No, you're not catching those different feelings? No, I know. Well, I mean, I feel worse, but that's about it. You feel like you so wasted your time. They were right. right. <laughs> Where do I even begin? For y'all out there who don't know how to take a joke, we was joking like a motherfucker in that intro. Yeah. <laughs> what? At least you didn't have to switch to Peacock yet, right? <laughs> you say yet like I am. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would want All to. All I'm you know? saying is, I don't know if you heard, two-minute delay? A two-minute delay what, from the stream? On Peacock. Apparently, like, these motherfuckers, if, like, apparently, like, there was, like, a delay from hell on this thing. Like... Oh, people were on. That's right. People were on there already. We yeah. could watch them from a safe distance, still, right? What are the reports saying? How how was the pay per view on Peacock? Oh, oh god, apparently just garbage. Like from what I'm seeing, um, WWE said they would address all concerns on their Twitters and everything. Because I got is, is that what you linked me to? Yes. Even oh. WWE knew it at the shitty. It shitty. Oh, you see, I I skimmed it and I looked up at my screen and I just shrugged like mine's working fine. I didn't realize. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about the Peacock people. Yeah. So apparently, yeah, from what I've been hearing, yeah, like it was just they were like, I think I saw one tweet that said like, Peacock is a whole entrance behind. Like, could you imagine that shit? You get to the fucking end of a championship match and you have to avoid, like, after the first match, you realize for about six more matches, you have to avoid social media for a whole two minutes. See, that's not so bad, and I can explain to you what's happening there and why they're sure they're going to be able to address it in the future. Right now, they're probably just streaming the network to a, to the to Peacock, so the delay is because it's a stream of a stream. So once there's only one place, you won't have to worry about that. I would but hope I, so. 
but at least everyone was able to watch. I thought that you were telling me there were like one pay per view in terms of people being peacock blocked already. You know, I was thinking, no way. Everybody was just like, first pay per view was already fucking up. No, it's weird because when you sent it to me in the middle of the pay per view, I, I I didn't put two and two together. I was like, oh, message from that. And it was just them apologizing for the performance. And I looked up, I was like, oh, mine's good. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I didn't realize he was like, I get it now because you're talking about the the freaking. <laughs> you forgot this was the debut on Peacock. <laughs> I, n- I never even thought about on top of all the bad things about it being on peacock the possibility of it just not working we were so busy worried about this and that and all of our little quality of life choices and being able to rewind and having all the content that we never thought hey what if it does- doesn't fucking come on what if they just flick the switch and it just goes, <laughs> you know it's gonna be it's gonna be like in the old days when the freaking playstation 2 when you prayed to god that red screen didn't come up next it's going to be like when they try to bring back Steve Rogers from time. Bring bring it back. We're trying. Why isn't it working? I don't know. <laughs> oh, like, God. Yeah, maybe Sinclair can help them out. No, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's not their problem. You see, this is the whole thing that you need to understand that's super important. The real core reason why WWE is probably doing this. Because they don't care about that. They don't want it to be their problem when something like this happens. They want to be able to assure you that this doesn't happen. And then they want to be able to look over at somebody else and go, don't fail me again, Admiral. And that's what they and that's what they could do now. It's not their problem if it didn't work in Peacock. They have to retweet that shit over to NBC now and say, hey, man, this wasn't working. We put the pay-per-view on like we agreed. You guys just didn't have it working. You better fix that shit. So that's the thing. They probably don't like having to worry about maintaining a freaking network. Peacock should be able to do this. So, but yeah, that's very interesting already. This is the reason they didn't migrate. Imagine if they would have went with plan A, which was by the time this launches, everyone has to be on Peacock. I think it would have crashed. <laughs> no, every, nobody would have known what happened. To be honest, man, and I don't want to go too far away kind of as a pay-per-view post show, but it wouldn't surprise me if no matter what happens, WrestleMania crashes thanks to this. Because WrestleMania is only going to be on Peacock, which means that they did not test the latency of this network with a large amount of people on it all at once. The test is going to be WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like they're moving to a new platform on the biggest night of their year. That's probably the last thing that you want to do. You know what? And I know we're a small time. We're by no means NBC or anything here. I always say that. But I make it a habit in April not to take any Windows updates. None. If the machine says next time you restart, you're going to need an update, then I guess you're not restarting for a season. You're going to be stuck with just closing the lid because I have WrestleMania season. And the last thing I need is for Windows to poke their little damn percentage bullshit in my thing. And then when I and all of a sudden something doesn't work when we need it the most. And that's just doing a freaking show, a podcast, a stream. Who would try to migrate their entire network, the only thing that they depend on for their entertainment and for their content, on the biggest nights of their year? You know? That doesn't make any sense, does it? Not a single bit. And the reason why they're doing it is because they want to show Peacock those WrestleMania numbers. That they would only be able to convince people that you need to jump to Peacock if there was incentive. And they certainly weren't going to do it for Fastlane. WrestleMania is a different story. But I don't think everyone's factoring in that the technical difficulties that they're having now... When's WrestleMania again? Because we're already at the end of March. It's right around the corner. They got a few weeks to make sure that this works better with a lot of people. So that's a bit of a concern. Matter of fact, I'm, a, matter of fact, I'm in real time. I'm about to see the exact day of this year's WrestleMania. 
like I said, whenever you have big stuff going on, you should always keep your system and your configuration of whatever it is that you're doing the same during big times. Doesn't that make sense? It, that makes perfect sense. You know, segueing a little bit it into makes Windows, so much sense, it's almost common sense. Segueing a little bit into Windows, this is a funny story, but this happened to me recently. I kid you not. Have you ever been looking at your screen, but you're tired, so you like rest your eyes? Like you might be looking at something, but you just close your eyes. Like I see, I'm not saying like you drift off, but maybe 10 seconds you close and you open your eyes back up and look back at your screen. You know what I, I mean, right? Yeah, I kid you not, and this isn't even an exaggeration. I'm so I was listening to a podcast the other night, wrestling podcast. I think it was a uh, Bischoff or Cornette, someone. Uh, I I did that two times. Like I, my eyes felt a little burny, you know. So I closed my eyes, open, still look at the screen. I closed my eyes, Destin, and when I opened them the next time. My fucking screen that I was just looking at has the Windows update thing going at 7%. Everything that I was just looking at, it, it wasn't even like it was closing and I caught it closing. Everything I was looking at was just not there, like sorcery. And the Windows thing was at 7%. I was fucking baffled. And the thing is, it warned me that there was going to be an update. It did one of those things where it was like, hey, man, there's going to be an update. Do you want it now? And I was like, nah, put it for the 18th. And I remember I marked it for that, but you would think that there would have been like some, hey, hey, Rick, are you, you know, listen, is it, can we come in with the update? But I kid you not, Destin, it was amazing. I literally closed my, when I opened it, there was just an update rolling and I just had to sit there like an asshole and just take the update, you know, and not be able to use the PC. That's essentially what can happen with this WWE network. Obviously, it won't be a Windows update. It would be great if it was because I've seen that happen on news channels. You ever seen that when suddenly they're showing the news and they're showing like the five-day forecast or whatever and because they're using Windows in the middle, exactly what I'm describing happens to them because they haven't been using the mouse or the keyboard for a long time. Suddenly, it turns off and the newscaster standing in front of a Windows update meter. I've seen it happen. It's brilliant. I love technology. I don't think it'll be that bad for the WWE network, but I'm just saying, do all your shit way before a big event. Don't don't wait. And all I'm saying is, when we talk about how much time they have left, this coming Saturday is the 27th. Two Saturdays after that, Night One of Mania. So wait, they have three weeks. Three weeks, right? Three weeks until Mania. Yeah, pretty much. That's a shitty amount of time to have for anything. Three weeks. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Two weeks from this Saturday to fix this shit. <laughs> oh, God help us. Anyway, before we get into the pay-per-view, Ooh. as always, we're going to need to talk a little bit about SmackDown. Uh, Reginald, man. There's a lot of Reginald in our lives, isn't there? So much. People need to uninstall Tinder from Carmela's phone. So that there'll be no more Ellsworths or Reginalds. Where does she get these guys? What is the dating app that we can all not use? Pritchardlife.com. I don't fucking know. Isn't it crazy? Like she, like that she gets the weirdest people as her sidekicks. She'll be like, look at this little guy. He has my back. Like, where are you getting your people from? One Strange. has no chin and the other one's Reginald. Yeah, and the other what? one's Reginald. I got to bring some SmackDown shit up on the screen while we're here before we get into it, because obviously none of this will matter tomorrow night because we've already gone over the pay-per-view. Just bear with me a minute here. Uh, what do we got? Yeah, Reginald, do you see the Tron? Do you see Nigel? Do you see what happened to the Tron on SmackDown? <laughs> I see it. I wasn't sure at first what I was seeing. Champions. This is a sign of unity from Baszler and Nia Jax. No matter what happens prior to this... Look at the Tron. 
Jackson Baszler are a well-oiled machine. And Corey, you notice that Reginald, Nia's new friend, is not with her. Are you kidding me, bro? Because Nia is giving Reginald a spa day today so he can be refreshed for tonight's victory party. And they put it over their Tron? It's just such a weird thing to do. Like, look how Shane is looking at, like, really? You put him on the Tron? Handsomely, he needs to make sure he's well taken Make sure he's well taken care of. <laughs> oh, Reggie. Like, Shayna was meant to represent all of us in this fucking angle. Like, really, bitch? Really? Yeah. And you know Nia loves having guys that she could put in her ass crack because the last one was Enzo. Oh, my God. Why would you put that visual in my head, you bastard? And you know what? I got to give credit to Shayna. The character of Shayna Baszler has really grown on me. Even though I know they've softened her up, it's funny how she went from this badass to when you really look at the situation, she has a lot of patience. She's become a very patient and tolerant person and a really supportive buddy. No one else would stand for this shit. Like, do you think that if this was Becky Lynch or even Bailey or, or, or Bianca Belair or, or Sasha Banks, they would stand for this Reginald shit? They'd have hit her ass in the tooth by now. Or Natalia, they would have turned, they would have turned heel like immediately. This is amazing to me when I see Shayna because Shayna was used to be very snappable and she just kind of shrugs like, oh, Naya, really? Did you have to put Reginald over our Titantron? Do we really have to get, take him to a spa? Do we really have to give him a makeover? <laughs> it's just like incredible. But that little relationship there continues. I, I don't know where this is going anymore. I thought that it was going somewhere. We're going to get more into that when we get into the pay-per-view in a little bit. But Naya, that move that she does... That stretch muffler slam, it I guess it's a thing now because she did it again on SmackDown. Yeah, it's one of her moves now. That is some brutality right there. I love this move. I know she's brutal. I know people say she's rough, but where else can you get something like this? Like, look at this. Submission, just woman handling Sasha Banks. Look at this. It's the added part where she hits you with the corner. Oh my God! Crazy. Jesus. Crazy stuff, Naya. But of course, going into Fastlane, Sasha retains thanks to a brawl on the outside between Shayna and Bianca. Shayna winds up sliding in the ring, and then uh, she winds up accidentally hitting Nia when she meant to hit Sasha while the ref is distracted, followed by uh, Sasha covering Nia with the jackknife. So there's a little bit of teasing there about there being a miscommunication, and then Shayna apologizes. That's another thing. The old Shayna would have been like, you know, I don't give a fuck, you know, I don't give a shit about any of this, go to hell. But Nia came at her and said, you know, what the hell's your problem? Why do you do this? You know, and she said, look, I'm sorry. I messed up. Let me fix this. Literally, I was like, this is Shayna Baszler. She said, as a matter of fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to have a match and I'm going to beat the hell out of Bianca for you for this. OK, OK. And she meant it. It's like Shayna's a baby face now in a heel fe- in, in a heel tag team. It's hilarious. Uh, what else did we have? We had Rollins. This is this is the one little lead up that they did teasing into the pay-per-view was uh seth rollins making fun of cesaro which makes nakamura come out and there's not even any dialogue he just kind of comes out and just he uh hits him only thing nakamura he, said was shut up yeah and then he did his uh thing his come on when he got out of the ring that was about all of it yeah i mean the only thing about it really came out of it for nakamura was he got to hit the kinshasa mm-hmm uh, side note, when the Dirty Dogs are at ringside for that tag team that matched that they had going on, Cole calls them the Top Dogs by mistake. He's like, we're here with the Top Dogs. And you know what? We were, Stasis and I were talking about it. it actually works better. Top Dogs is what they strive to be. Dirty Dogs literally doesn't have any meaning. So it's funny. Cole actually called them 
Top Dogs by mistake, and they corrected him. But when I'm thinking about it, why didn't they use that name? Has anyone ever been Top Dogs before? It works better. Because nobody gives a shit about this team. Hell, until this moment, I forgot they were tag champions. Right, but they both always considered themselves Top Dogs, right? Yeah. It just works better. Just weird. It's just weird that it's like the, the, the mistake was better than the actual thing. We have a heel turn on SmackDown. If you would even call it a heel turn. I guess, no, we can't even call it a heel turn on SmackDown because he was already heel. You have Sami Zayn. You have a a friend turn. Is that what it is? A friend turn? This is just them giving them a reason to fight each other. This was the most random way that they decided, hey, let's reignite this feud again. All because he didn't want to be part of his stupid thing. Remember in ROH when their whole feud or the title started over a low blow? And what was it, like three years later they had ladder war? Mm -hmm. This started because he didn't want to join the documentary. How far we have fallen. Hold on, let's go back a little bit to how he ate that halluva kick. <laughs> yeah, four Owens is just subjectively out there being a supporter for I don't for know him. what to say about this anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking Zane, man. Damn. Only Zane could probably ever be allowed to kick him in the face that fucking hard. So Zane has turned on Owens. Not that that should be surprising. He's been turning on everyone. barely even turned because it's like this is the most interaction they've had in like a year and a half. I saw people on Twitter saying that it feels good to see Zayn turn on Owens for a change. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about it is not, think about it, this is like the first time I've seen that happen. Yeah, I can't remember El Generico ever being heel. Yeah, or even being the one to instigate them going at it. Well, the other thing that happened, that it's a shame that they waited until, uh, that they didn't wait until the pay-per-view for this, was the golf cart thing. Did you see the golf cart thing? Oh, I think I saw it. Oh, no, you would have remembered if you saw this. Oh, fuck. <laughs> let, let me get see if I could bring it up. Now, see, I wasn't prepared for this. And I know golf carts have happened in wrestling before, but it's just the way that this happens that I thought was hilarious. So Biggie's having the interview with uh, Apollo Crews. <laughs> He's like, oh, we'll just, we'll just have this now. And Cruz is like, okay. And I was thinking to myself, are they close by each oh, other? Or? Oh, you want this, huh? You want this, huh? You've been asking for this, huh? And he fucking got in his cart. Oh, you've been asking for Apollo? Here we go, here we go, Apollo. Apollo, bring your ass, huh? You want to play with me? Apollo, you want to play with me? Apollo! Apollo! <laughs> I love that he drove around looking. <laughs> This is what you wanted. Big E driving the golf cart this around the, uh, the back of the Thunderdome here at Tropicana Field. Oh, first person. I'm back here. Come and find me. Where are you? I don't see you. He's like disbelief. Wait, wait. Okay, okay, okay. 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 That was awesome. He throws him around a lot there, I gotta say. Like, he whips his ass. This was a five-count ass whooping. Yeah, like, he whips his ass for, like, a really, really long time. Throws him all over the damn place. But my favorite part about the whole thing was Cruz's retreat. You know, he winds up using the very golf cart that Biggie used to get there to get away. 
which is funny, like he's this Nigerian badass, you know, Uha Nation and all this. I would not be defeated. And then all of a sudden it's like, bye. <laughs> you know, he Mario Carter the fuck out of there. Like as soon as he could. That was one of the best things about this whole thing. Let me see if we can bring it back up here. So we could, uh, this is later into the ass walloping. He's already taken like about 12 of those bumps. He's still going. It's amazing. I hear what a cracking is. I think. Yeah, he see he GTA the golf cart. That is amazing. What was that? I said that's two stars right there. <laughs> They're patching the cops in Cyberpunk, Biggie. Be careful. <laughs> Oh, man. Let me see if anything else was notable. There was also, a, obviously, Edge had the match against J.U., so that's probably the last relevant thing we have to talk about before we discuss the pay-per-view. Because this whole thing, even though it's very predictable, the winner of this match gets to be the guest enforcer for the main event, or rather for the Roman Reigns uh, title match uh, against Daniel Bryan at Fastlane, with the finish being uh, Edge going over. Uh, main event do so essentially with the spear. Interestingly enough, though, Jay got about 90% of the offense in this match, don't you think? Yeah, they let Jay eat in this one. Yeah, but I don't get it. You know, that doesn't really look very good. It's like, I would, I, I don't know. I feel like I could have seen, would like, would like to have seen more from Edge than we got in this match. You know, I, I, they point out that he did the cross face chicken wing. Daniel Ryan pointed out where it's like, I guess, somewhat indicating that he changed uh, some of his style. I guess, into just a little bit more of a grounded style was what they were going for. But I would have needed to see more than just that. As far as the moves or lack thereof, which I guess is what we went for here. But right after he goes over, Roman um, hits the spear on Edge out of nowhere. Jay ambushes Daniel and then uh, feeds him to Roman to eat another spear. And that pretty much ends SmackDown. That leads us into Fastlane, guys, which I think oh is what Lord. everybody's excitedly here for. To hear us talk about Fastlane, I'm sure. So they decided that the kickoff match would be the United States title match. So they were moved to kick off. They got kicked off the main card. And uh, is it cheese or hot chocolate in the chat room? Completely threw off my train of thought because it's like something you never thought you would hear in a sentence. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you've, you've heard stuff like, is it chocolate or vanilla? Is it hot or cold? Is it cheese or hot chocolate? I look and when I tell you, I forgot to finish for like 10 seconds. Because it would be like, how would be that differentiation from so, the, It's kind of like, it will, I wouldn't, whatever it is, if you're not sure, I wouldn't have it either way because that's too far apart <laughs> from what it should be. Because, to give you all some context, Stasis and uh, Ashley, we can have an interaction in the chat room. Ashley goes, oh, Stasis, guess what I just got? And without missing a beat, Stasis goes, no, is it cheese or hot chocolate? Like, what would those the two guess? Oh, my God. That would be a good flavor of a bean, right? Uh, pay to be the bean. We don't know if it's going to be cheese or hot chocolate. They're both the same color. It's a fucking roll of the dice every time. Oh, my God. That that's was probably great. More, that's probably more interesting than anything we have to cover on here. Oh, anyway. That was the apex of the show right there. Sorry, right. folks. Don't tell them that. We'll drop the chat room. We'll be like, all right, good night. <laughs> Kickoff match. United States title match. Riddle defending against Mustafa Ali with 64% Finish. of you feeling that Riddle would be retain this. 36% of you feeling Ali would retain this. Winner being, well, not retain it, but win it. Winner being Riddle. 
finish what being that, that Derek from with the middle rope. Yeah, pretty much. I would call it an avalanche bro Derek because there's no way to do a top one unless you're crazy. Bro, I feel like you the know? only person I trust to do that with, do that with is real was real because he set it up fast. But yeah, that was yeah, really good. Uh, I did like when Riddle. Yeah, I like when Riddle went for that senton that he normally goes where he runs across, hits the ropes, and goes for the senton, and like Ali like kicked him like off of him, sort of like he kicked him in the back. Mufasa. Yeah, we usually see people just get the knees up, and now he kicked his ass off. Yeah, the Retribution guys. Did you notice that they talk like Christian Bale Batman? <laughs> they do. I where didn't notice she? that shit at first. <laughs> Very so bad to go. Where is she? Swear to me. Like <laughs> fucking Mustafa said something to them and all I heard He was just like, wait a minute, what? Was that them? I wasn't even sure if that was them. It was like, was that the Thunderdome? Like they add in they add in fucking villain sound effects now? What was so funny is I love how he kept going, This is how you do it. They can cop the shit this on the back just talking shit. Like, all right, show us, motherfucker, stop talking shit. It was just like, what the hell? Does he have a Gotham City button back there? <laughs> and it's like the the moment i heard that i like thought of all of them like in my head like maskless who they are and i was trying to think who would have that voice you know somebody's doing a christian bale i don't know i know you motherfuckers nobody sounds like that fuck out of here what are you i I hope that shit goes away forever man (laughs) i just need one of them to jack one of the cameraman up where is she it's like they like they want to sound like they they think their mask's voice would sound. Oh my god! <laughs> Spoiler: It doesn't. It's ridiculous, oh, man. I don't know what the hell is going on there, man. Oh man! But then the moment we were all waiting for. Well, because, wait before before oh. we. You know what? As a matter of fact, fuck it. Yeah, because no one cares what you thought about them. I could do that after. Just remind me to talk about the match. Otherwise, I know we'll steamroll over it. But yes, the moment you all been waiting for. Continue. Yeah, basically, uh, after the match. Ali, in his logic, is well, he keeps asking Retribution, why do you keep failing me? Mia Yim, because I refuse to call her fucking reckoning. She kind of stands out just a little bit and he's like, get back in line. She doesn't get back in line. And then she just walks away and fucking Dijak and Dio double choke slam him and I guess that's it for Retribution. Yeah, they call that double choke slam uh, the high justice, right? Yeah, high justice. Yeah. And for anyone that wants to see the moment of the end of Retribution, here it is. going to bring that up on the screen for you. This was them nailing him with high justice. Bang! There is the link in the chat room. And we'll run it on our social media. It was just so funny to hear, like, why do you guys keep failing me? And I'm sitting there like, motherfucker, you lost a match. What do you mean? So what do you think happens now? First of all, they cared so little about this that they did it on the kickoff. They broke up a stable on the kickoff. That's how little... They killed this on the pre-show. That's how little fucks they gave about this. You know what I mean? They were like... The only thing they could have done to be more insulting to how little they were invested in this was to just link us to a YouTube clip. Oh, my God, right? This happened on, like, main event or some shit? You know? Like, I'm surprised that they didn't do this in the picture-in-picture during one of the other shows where, like, just in the little corner, you see them beating the fuck out of Mustafa Ali while, while you're watching like a commercial for like macaroni and cheese or something and then when it comes back michael cole is like for any of you that missed it over the break reginald's getting a massage and then they don't even mention mustafa ali you know because that seems like that's the (laughs) level of respect that they wanted to give him right you know so yeah he gets hit 
with uh, High Justice. And I guess my question, aside from how little they cared about the angle, was does does this do you think this means there's a retribution that exists now without Mustafa Ali? I would just kill the whole thing, send them all back to NXT and act like it never happened. And the reason why I asked this is because uh if he's the only one who got jumped out, they literally saved his life. You know, because they're the ones that are stuck in retribution hell. Lord. Like I'm pretty sure this would be a case where if they just completely abandoned the gimmick with no rhyme or reason, nobody noticed. So this is what I think. I think that the way that it broke apart, at least if there's any booking here, the way that it broke apart is an indication of the way it's going to remain. So, like, I don't really even remember at this point the whole order, but I just know Mia Yim walked off. So she'll just go off and be Mia Yim on her own. And the other two guys that do that move, uh, the... Uh, Yo and Dajak. Yeah, the double choke slam move. Maybe they're keeping them together as a tag team because they seem to be the only ones who stood together and then they did their move and then they called out the name of the move, you know, almost like they still wanted you to know that. You know what I mean? So to me, that makes the most sense. Those two guys are going to stay together. Yeah, I'd love to see a D.O. and Donovan Dijak tag team now this retribution shit. This- I'm telling you, I'm okay with anything as long as you just freaking like mind wipe from men in black this whole faction just... It's a shame because it did have potential. I can't pretend it didn't have potential, though, you know? Oh, yeah, it did. But the bad part is they killed it like two weeks in. Once they lost like 80 matches in a row, I was over it. I think the problem was them not not being able to show the different members, which, by the way, this is the match for anyone who actually cares about that aspect of things. What do you think of this match? Yeah, the match was entertaining. The match was actually uh, very good. These two actually work very well together. One of my favorite things, that this actually, that spot was crazy. I think uh, Ali was going for a neck breaker, and Riddle locked him up into a sleeper. Yeah. Which, I mean, showing Riddle's amazing mixed martial arts background. One little um, interesting spot is that it looked like at one point Ali was going to slam Riddle's leg into the ring post, and he just whipped him around, so he wound up going headfirst into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I've yes. never seen somebody do that shit before. Yeah, smart countering. There were things that did look really good in this match. And even though it kind of sucks for these guys, I could see why you would want to put something like this into your lead. And if you were trying to sell the pay-per-view, because if people see athleticism like this and guys working this well, they might buy that pay-per-view. You might trick them, yeah. you know. Uh, so, so I mean, they did the job here. You know, I always like that that uh, power bomb he does into the final flash knee. Oh, yeah. You know, good looking uh, stuff overall. All, everything Riddles throws when it comes to strikes looks so good because he's been there before. Right, he exactly. just now has to pull him. Yeah, it, which might it's probably harder than it sounds when you're somebody like Riddle, since he's a professional yeah. at actually not pulling him. Yeah, but I mean, I guess all that time on the Indies, he got used to it. So. Mm-hmm. That and at some point, you gotta think you you gotta think it's almost like given, like understand he might catch you a couple of times. Yeah, like, don't yeah, take it sure. personal. <laughs> but yeah, lo and behold, freaking uh, retribution fell apart. Matt Riddle retained his title. Uh Later on, he spoke a little bit to Nakamura. Was it Nakamura he was speaking to? Where he had like yeah. a crazy run on freaking. He was like trying to sell scooters or some shit. I don't know what the fuck. Yep, that was Shinsuke. Hey, bro, what's up? Oh, congratulations. He successfully defending the United States Championship. Oh, thanks, bro. And hey, good luck in your match tonight against Seth Rollins. Thanks. 
Hey, Shinsuke, would you want to go into business with me? I got like a million business ideas, and the latest one's pretty sweet. It's tricking out these scooters. Think about it, bro. LED lights, bubble machine, maybe get some NOS boosters. But last but not least, get a sweet mane of hair so it looks like a stallion flown by and it flies like a Mustang. What do you think? <laughs> that sounds like an It's pretty interesting, right? And dude, think about it. Uh, bro, I just had a thought. I had a cousin named Skeeter and he's a skater. And one time he took his scooter to the skate park and he went to grind his rail and he came in too slow and tried to grind at a 47 degree angle, but he needed to hit it faster and at a 30 degree angle. And bro, he smashed his skeeters. And then he kind of walked like you do your entrance. You know, bro, where'd you go? Probably went to get your scooter. Smart idea, bro. So what did he do? He he hid there. He was hiding. Yeah, he just he just hid behind there. He hid from the promo. <laughs> what the fuck? Can they stop yeah. making him so fucking stupid? Like they they they're they, a little bit over the top. A little. You know? <laughs> yeah, like I don't the think he has a cousin named Skeeter with a scooter who broke his skeeters. Like what? The f- it's like it's like they're trying to pop themselves more than anybody else. <sighs> what can I say, man? And that was just a kickoff. Huh? <laughs> huh? Anyway, let's move along on this wonderful card. What was next on here? We had the WWE Women's Tag Team title match. Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler defending their titles against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. 62% of you feeling that Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks would be going over here with 38% of you feeling Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler would retain. Well, a lot of you really saw them leaving with these titles, huh? Winner being Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler. Uh... What was the finish again here? It was, uh, uh so Re- Reggie, Reggie gets involved. Uh, and then it's like, for no reason at all, they get really ingress- aggressive with each other. Where like, uh, Sasha winds up pie facing Bianca in her corner, which is ironically, yeah, yeah go ahead. Cause what it was, uh, Sasha had, I believe, it was, yeah, it was Shayna in the bank statement. Bianca went to basically try to stop Nia from break, from breaking it up. And, Somehow, Sasha, even facing that direction, doesn't see Nia throw Bianca into her, breaking it up. Right. And uh, it so sort of falls... Bianca's like, oh, I had her, and it was like, I just trying to help you. Yeah, and then essentially, Sasha wants a pie-facing Bianca. But the part that blows my mind is that Bianca essentially obeys her and then goes into her corner. She's like, all right. And she goes into her corner after getting pie-faced. I expect her to punch her in the face. But then in the distraction of doing that, Sasha winds up getting distracted and rolled up. And, uh, Did you catch Sasha's last words before she got rolled up, though? No, what was it? So I think Sasha said something along the line of, I got this. And not oh, did a she? half second later, roll up. And it's like, no, no, you don't. And then to make matters worse, at the end of that, Sasha winds up uh, slapping Bianca, right? Yeah, and then Bianca just yeah. kind of signals. You know what Bianca did? <laughs> Here's the slap laugh. for anyone who wants to see. Here's oh, the... Yeah, the slap. So what I love so much about that is... <laughs> What this clip done to show is right after Bianca has the she starts moving like a like a parent that's about to whoop your ass but just doesn't want to get seen doing it and she's basically signaling all right I'm gonna wait till Mania and I'm gonna get your ass back but it was just so funny watching her move like she was in that moment yeah brutal 
brutality here. I'm sharing that one for you guys on social media for anyone that cares. There. Brutality. So that was the way they decided that they were going to set this up here with the Reggie distraction and all the other nonsense that was going on. Which, what do you think overall? So, the match, I mean, the match was good. But it's not expecting you have Nia and Shayna who have been on a roll as a tag team and Bianca and Sasha who do actually legit kind of mesh well together. Bianca Belair has a beautiful freaking 450. I, I can't recall the last time I've seen somebody land one so perfect. But yeah, that is really good. As a matter of fact, I'm going to throw it up down the screen for anybody who didn't get to see it here. She Here's has like video game perfect landing on this. Mm-hmm, absolutely. There you go. Look how solid that is. Good that, form. Like, you usually see people land maybe either a little too forward, a little too back. She lands perfect. It blows my mind how her hair doesn't get in all the shit she does. You know, like, look at that. I think what it is is she's gotten so used to moving with it. The momentum makes like it, it move with her, yeah. Her mm-hmm. Like, she's she's aware it's there, but, like, it just doesn't bug her. Because yeah. I've seen times where, like, before she'll do that 450, she'll grab a hold of it just to make sure. So I think she's gotten so used to doing it. She's aware if she needs to do something to get it out of her way or not. Yeah, really solid on that, you know. Very solid form, very good splash there too. You know. No complaints whatsoever. Just I feel like we could have easily gotten to the same route without two championship matches that went nowhere. Because this is the second time they've challenged for those tag titles. Here's my problem with everything. I kind of felt like there were better opportunities to be here. You know what I mean? Like, I just kind of felt like there were better things that they could have done. Like, as far as uh, just better choices that they could have made with these characters and interesting directions that they could have gone in. Like, overall, just to give you a bit of an example, uh, just two different routes. Remember I said that in the chat room, I felt that there were things that they would have done and that either thing would have been better than what they did and they wound up just going for I Like Turtles? Yeah. What, what I meant by that was like, here you have these two girls who are competing at WrestleMania and they're going for the title. I thought that one of two things would happen. Path A is that they win these titles here, continuing to build their story. But now they have to have their rematch. But it's very rare that there's such a short time between a pay-per-view and WrestleMania. They just bullshit, even though it's somewhat nonsense, and say that there's not enough time to plan a rematch and there's other contenders, and that they have no choice but to give them this rematch at WrestleMania and make them do double duty. The two of them should have gone into that pay-per-view as champions and then had to defend it against Nia and Shayna and then both be worn out and then have to face off against each other for the championship because it would have added to the story that we were already building on. You could still have your Reggie on the side shit, but now you have this compelling story of these women who won the tag titles together and they go into mania and they have to compete twice, once together and then once apart. You know, I think something like that makes it especially interesting because then you open all kinds of different doors. And if you don't want to do that, right, like if you don't want them to go into mania as champions, I think that option B would have been to do what they did tonight at mania, have them win the titles for a month. And still make them both have to compete twice, but make this outcome that we just saw where they fall apart happen at Mania. And now both fatigued, having lost the titles and are no longer friends. Now you have to compete. Worn down from losing the titles would have been option B. Option C 
which is just another variation of option A and B, which will be even more interesting because it makes things a little bit unorthodox, is if somebody switched up the card on them and the two of them had to compete for the world title first. One wins, the other one loses, and no matter who it is, it's awkward at the end of the night when they have to defend the fucking world tag team championship, having already faced each other, fatigued from fighting each other. Now there's the psychology of, do you want to wear down your tag team partner and then risk her safety when you're going to need to depend on her later on in the night for these championships? How much damage do you guys want to inflict upon one another knowing that you need to depend on each other later on in the night? That creates a whole different like psychological level. But instead of doing, and no matter what, here's the whole thing. No matter what, you could still wind up where we are right now. It could still be with me and Destin talking about the original shit happening and that and poof, and that's the end. But all that other shit in between just adds more of an element of a psychology and suspense and storytelling. I just don't see why if the time's there. We just can't do that kind of stuff. Doesn't it make more sense? Any one of those. I'm not even picking. I'm not even being picky where I care about what happens. I'm just saying there's just different versions of this that you could do that just keep the story going. Am I wrong? See, all three of those way more interesting. And instead, all they fucking give us is 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 that they had a match and they miscommunicated. And now, oh, oh, now they have heat going into WrestleMania. Of course, they have heat. No matter what, they have to fight at WrestleMania. One way or another, they were going to get heat. It's how you make it interesting. It's way more interesting. You could do all kinds of shit. You could even, and no matter, and you know what? You even leave yourself an open door for, uh, for one person to look strong losing because you could give them the Cobra Kai finish. For anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, watch the series. You could have one person at the end of that match show mercy. Because they want to fucking save their partner for the tag team match later on. But in that moment of mercy, the other person hits them with the fucking finisher and they lose. Now they got to go into the match together, sort of resenting the fact that they showed mercy to their partner to keep them alive and they lost the title, whatever. There's so many different things you could do that's not just have the match. Assembly line, have the match. They would make people wonder what the fuck's going to happen for real. And instead, they just decided, all right, whatever. Even though no matter what, these girls are going to keep feuding for the next three weeks. And even though we, Nia and Shane don't really have any strong opponents to go up against the WrestleMania, and even though the story is pretty interesting the way it is, let's just blow it all apart and then just make it a basic match that's going to happen in three weeks. Like, I don't know why. What would have been so fucking weird about the two of them winning the tag team titles and all of these things happening? You know, it would have actually made sense. No one would have even argued about them doing double duty. It would have been like, yeah, that does make sense. By winning the title, they kind of screwed themselves because they got to give the yeah, champions a rematch. Ever before. Yeah, I know, I know it hasn't because they don't ever do shit like that. But I'm just thinking it would have been really cool because it would have made people think about things all the way. And then you can also do something that's very difficult to do that they're sort of treading the line with. You can go into a match like this without really having anybody be heel or babyface because they're all just people. They all kind of become sympathetic characters. They all have different goals. You know what I mean? Like, they're just kind of trying to survive this now when you look at it from different angles. But instead, you don't get any of that now. You know, you give the commentary more to work with because then when they lay in something big, you see, that's when you're able to have the kind of match that AEW is unable to justify. And I'm not trying to throw them under the bus, but that's when you're able to have a match where somebody gets hit with multiple finishes and shit. And you can have the commentators play it off and say, but is she using her full force here, knowing that she needs to rely on her friend later on? Who's to say where her mind is and whatever? That's when you can justify somebody getting hit with something and still being awake. And you can drag it out and have a really long one. And then it's not only like a freaking like like a physical war but it becomes a psychological war you know like the person's fighting with themselves and they're fighting with the opponent and it's not like i'm inventing this i'm just fucking someone who learns from them doing it have they forgotten wasn't that what Shawn michaels rick flair was when he didn't want to retire him but he knew that he had to 
And there are points in the match where he goes for the super kick, but he fucking hesitates because he doesn't want to kill Ric Flair. But then finally at the end, he says, I love you and I'm sorry. And he kicks him and he ends his career. But the whole thing, the back and forth wasn't just how cool the match was. It was those moments when it felt like he had him, but he stopped. And it was like he could have had him there. You know, you kind of felt the tension going back and forth. They could have done that, you know, and it just kind of feels like instead of doing that and giving this girl some momentum, especially going into her. You know what I mean? You know what is what really blows blows my mind? You would think that when you have a young girl like that around, like, you would want to fucking show off. Like, this is how we book up here. You know what I mean? This is the kind. And instead, you give her that crap. You know what I mean? Like, this is a young, impressionable person who literally, they're learning. The same way that I was able to throw together that make-believe fucking backseat booking just because of stuff I learned from fucking Flair and from, from fucking Nate and Sean. Like, it's the same reason why... You know, this is a young, impressionable mind that's going to be in the business in the future years from now. That might be somebody who's in a gorilla position or a trainer. Like the best you can show this fucking girl out of your booking is, oh, we had a match and they had another match. You won that one. You lost this one. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, are you kidding me? That was, that's really, that's what you came to pen. You were pen to paper. This is the same place where all those other things happen. I, it's almost hard to believe. It almost feels like when we talk about GT, you know, it's like, I almost can't believe watching this, that this is the same world. Someone has to convince me that it is. It doesn't feel like it. And that's how I feel when I watch this stuff, man. It's just like it's unbelievable that, oh, you already got the characters. You got the belts. You got the pay-per-view. All you got to do is the stuff, and you just do nothing. And that's the joke that Dustin and I had in the, the chat room all night. Every time a match happened, I said, I can't believe that they did nothing. And this is what I meant when I said later on I was going to say how I'm impressed at how much every time I'm trying to find out what they're going to do, they decide nothing. That was a choice right there. It was just like, meh. Every single thing was the finish. The finish, meh. That should be the sound that they make, you know, instead of the bell ringing, you know, one, two, three. You know, so it's like, great. Now, sorry to cut but just one more thing. Lazy booking. That's the reason why now, now they are, they're, they're just going to, now they have an excuse for the two of them to just hate each other and just fuck each other up every week until WrestleMania, which I've seen a thousand times before they would have to preserve each other. Anyway, go ahead. Now see what I would have done. Watch this. We're going to get to the same thing. And nobody's going to lose any kind of momentum. First of all, no more of this random throwing together tag team getting tag title shot shit. I hate when they use championships as props in shit they're going to have nothing to do with later on. What you do? Bianca wins the Rumble. Okay. Sasha retains at the Rumble. Okay. You don't actually keep them away from each other, but you kind of, you keep them in proximity to where there's always opportunities where they might touch, but they don't. Let's say you have Sasha in a championship defense. Let's say, look, fuck it. Let's say it's against Nia, right? You have the same situation. Shayna tries to interfere. You do this multiple times, by the way. Shayna tries to interfere. What happens? Bianca gets involved. Why? Bianca kills Sasha. Bianca doesn't want anybody else but Sasha. You constantly build the tension. You have situations where, hey, Sasha, I mean, I, I, I almost say Sasha comes to Bianca's aid and just kind of return the favor, but you always let it, let it be known there's a mutual respect there, but there is the fact of that championship because, hey, Bianca won the Rumble. She called her shot. She wants Sasha's championship, but specifically make it to where neither wants to face anybody else but the other. You build and the attention. You don't waste anybody's time with make-believe title shots that we know they're not going to fucking win and then have a situation like, let's say, they just they happen to have one match where they're teaming together. And it's funny you say that. Yeah, you have it almost kind of blow up. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because when I was watching SmackDown, even though it's not the booking I would have went with, I thought that what they were going to do 
when Nia was facing Sasha was have Bianca come on and just hit Sasha in the back of the head or something to have the match thrown out to, to retain the title so she gets to face her. You know, that way she'd look at her like, what the hell? And it looked like, look, she was throwing you around. She had you in a stretch muffler and banged your face into the corner. I didn't want you to lose, you know, or whatever. But they didn't even do it. Like, nothing creative happened. Because you notice the one thing with my whole book of that is we don't have matches where we know the outcome. Because I can't believe there's a person on this earth that thought Sasha and Sasha and Bianca were going to win the tag titles. I'm tired of these thrown together tag teams getting shots over teams who have been teamed together for years. It doesn't work. It never gets over. Sasha, fucking Nia, and Shayna just happen to get lucky with this one. Like, holy shit, why are we just using these, what are supposed to be history-making titles as a prop in this story? Because notice, we're about three weeks out of WrestleMania. We only know what the fuck Sasha and We don't know what the fuck Nia and Shayna are doing. They're probably going to get thrown some random bumblefuck battle royale that's going to have no meaning, and the belt starting probably going to be on the fucking line. But no, we got to have freaking Sasha and Bianca challenge for the tag titles twice to build for the feud. What? <laughs> There's easier ways to do this that don't involve using your championships like props. One what? wants to fight the other one for the title. Both of them want to win. Magic. <laughs> and then this whole Reginald getting more pussy than a toilet seat situation that we have going on here. Like, He's like, I don't need Reginald. Why is he here? I'm surprised he isn't on a pole for this match. You know? Like, ever since Reginald came and I've been practicing my backflips, you know? That's all you need to get by. <laughs> look, look. But uh, all, all the booking aside, what do you think of the match? The match was good. The match was actually very entertaining. It was yeah. Just... Really good spots in this. I like the double teams and stuff. It's funny that uh, Bianca and, and Sasha complement one another. Could have explored that a little bit more. Yeah, that's because what happens part, that's the part that kind of annoys me. Yeah, because what happens when you have a team that comes together like that and they have moves that complement one another is they can also sort of play off of the fact of they know each other so well from when they team together that now the stuff that they do doesn't work against one another. But instead, like none of this happened. You know what I mean? Doesn't that isn't that way more interesting that they're facing each other but now they know each other so well because they've given away some of their secrets and now poof. All of the stuff I've brought up, you don't even need Reginald. Nowhere in here did I exclude him. Notice each time I came up with a new thing, I said you could still have that Reginald shit going on. But the way I did it, even if there was no Reginald, all of those parts work. The tag team, the championship, the mania, the double booking, the the, the turn, the, the not trying to hurt each other, the show mercy. You don't need Reginald. You could pepper him in wherever you need. You got three weeks worth of content to fill. If you need to have Reginald every now and then, which I don't know why the fuck, but if that's what you want to do for whatever creative decision you make. I mean, at the end of the day, creativity is creativity. I'm never going to tell somebody, like, I'm not going to be like, well, because I don't like Samwise or if I don't like Frodo Baggins, he shouldn't be in the story. If that's the creative direction that a writer goes in and that's what they're chosen to do, sure. You made this Reginald character and he's here. Use him, whatever. You got your, your vision, man. But I'm just saying all the other shit that you're using around them sucks. And you could fix that and then maybe incorporate your Reginald a little bit more of an interesting way. Also, maybe stretch this out a little bit. There's an entire missing story here that I shadow booked that never happened where Reginald started to become fond of Sasha and they never really officially got together. He never officially helped her. They never officially became friends. So once he started to hang out with Naya, there's no reason for her to be distracted by him because there was never really a connection between them like they hinted that there was going to be, which would have made more sense if they would have explored that, but they didn't. So now it's just kind of like he just seems like he's just some man whore. 
you know? They could have explored that shit more by making it seem like having a few weeks of Sasha and Reginald teaming up and then having Nia envious of it. She kind of wanted what Sasha had, so then she started to treat Reginald good so that he would be able to sort of have the advantages that she sees from Sasha. Or something. Some reason why you would want Reginald. Has he helped you win? Has he helped you retain a title? What has fucking Reginald done for anybody? You know? Bianca has to work with a shitty script, too. Because she's great at promos. But at the same time, she's talking to you and she's telling you that you have Reginald in your head. But she doesn't fucking know why he's in your head legitimately. That's a shoot. That's not a work. Because we don't know why Reginald's in your head. No one does. There's not a fucking explanation for it. So there's nowhere for that storyline to fucking go. It's not like one day they're going to be like, aha. So that's why Reginald was in your head. They can't. They don't have a fucking reason. They skipped it. So it makes it even more of a weak reason for them to get together. This whole slap, all of this other stuff, lazy, shitty booking. And yeah, we'll still get the same match and the same outcome. And at the end of the day, I guess that's the moral of the story. They don't fucking care. So since they don't care, we're just going to get what we get. Maybe they have a better tag team in store for Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. (laughs) Maybe in somewhere within these three weeks, we're going to see a team come out and we're going to be like, awesome. But don't be surprised if it's not some shit like Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose or fucking lana and somebody and just some other thrown together like it's just the cycle just continues the food chain just keeps going and this is just forgotten it's gonna, i'm calling it now it's gonna be natty and tamina and that's why they came out right didn't they come out yeah they came out and they attacked sasha <laughs> wow dude if you would have said i wouldn't that, that's how relevant this is to me if you didn't say it i would have not been in this i forgot but yeah that's right afterwards they did come out that's also kind of silly i also hate that part I, I, this is, I hate that there's more of a freaking rant just against the booking than it is even just fascinating with the booking in general. Like, why did Natalia and Tamina so come out and beat them up? Like, that happened in this show, right? That happened on SmackDown. Well, that happened on SmackDown, but why? Because they've been a team for three fucking seconds. But it, let's say that they were a team for 12 sure years. They want the tag titles. Let's say that Natalia and Tamina have been a team for 12 years and they've been up and down the road. They even have a door with no wall like the fucking APA and they sit in there and they play cards, right? Why would they come out and attack them after the match? I mean, literally, what is the gain here? Everyone cannot come out and send a message that they are not being used by punching somebody else in the face. It will make more sense. I've always said this. It makes more sense when people do heal things when there's an edge there. You know, it's just weird. I don't know. It's too much of that shit going on. So now you might be right. That might be the only reason that they put that there was so that that could be the fucking match, which doesn't even make any sense because the people that they attacked aren't even the people that won the titles. That would have only made sense if Bianca and Sasha won. And then now on SmackDown, you have a feud with them for the next couple of remaining weeks with Natalia and Tamina. So that they're not just fighting the same people over and over again. It actually makes less sense to have Natalia and Tamina attack a tag team that's now gone. They sent the message to a team that doesn't exist. They'll never get them back. They're gone. What, are they going to stay a tag team? After the slap and everything? This company, who fucking knows? So if the whole thing that you're saying is that the possibility is Nia and Shayna against Tamina and Natalia, then it would have made more sense for Tamina and Natalia to attack Nia and Shayna. Since those are the ones that were going to be winning and going to WrestleMania, right? Come on, now you know how they feel about making sense. Look at their pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, I just don't really feel like anyone's writing any of this, honestly. Like, I just don't Nobody understand. Nobody is. <laughs> They're like, hey, I don't care if people make decisions and stories I don't like, but it's just like, could they just make sense? You know? It's not budget. 
there's a lot of movies and stories I've watched. I'm like, I didn't really like that too much. But it's like, I've never been like, man, I don't even know what happened. Strange. It's just strange. I can't believe this is the road to WrestleMania. They have, what did they have? Three pay-per-views between that that aren't normally. It's like, just crazy. Suck my peacock if you think I'm giving you $2.50 fucking cents for this nonsense. Oh, like I told you before, my my mind made up when that when that fucking net. Which, by the way, I got the email not long ago. When that uh, when that thing shuts off, fuck them. <laughs> they don't book good <laughs> enough for me to get this shit for free. Fuck them. You gotta pay me to watch this shit. I'm on the fence, but I'm leaning way more towards no right now, just because I don't really see them even trying. I really want to not not have the WWE network. Okay, so this is what you do when they shut it down. Just don't do shit. There you go. Got it. Save yourself ten bucks. Hey man, wonderful. Well, remember it's two dollars and fifty cents. Fall out with that ten bucks. I swear to God. But it's two dollars and fifty cents a month. That's what they go announced recently. That's how desperate they <laughs> go get a soda. You get an extra soda once a month. That's how desperate, how desperate this has become. That they're like two fifty, two fifty monster. You're <laughs> a fucking dollar cheaper than fucking chef parents. <laughs> I won't give you my two fifty monster. <laughs> monster was more worthy the three fifty than they offered the two fifty. Yeah, they want to get you with that two fifty. They want to lock you with that auto renew. They can take your two fifty and suck it like fuck. <laughs> you should keep open the old network. Don't like you know how about this like that, that network it is. You don't fucking touch it. All right. They want to get that WrestleMania money until otherwise they would just move move us when it's ready. Like, think about it. If you bought a new house and it still needed, like, a bathroom and shit, would you just move in anyway and just be like, the bathroom no, they, will be here in August? They can suck a bag of baby dicks. Fuck that. <laughs> you know, the bathroom will be here in August. For now, there's this ditch that we dug. <laughs> you know? But by August, we're thinking, maybe, give or take, there'll be a toilet. You will wait until the whole house is ready. You will wait until the whole house is built and then tell your family that you could move in, right? You wouldn't just move into the beamed structure. Otherwise, your family might think you're an asshole. Okay, now let's take that and put it into a digital structure. Don't move my WWE network. Don't move me until you've moved all the stuff into the new fucking house. All the pay-per-views and all the 24-7s and all the ride-alongs. Once that's there, then you come and get me and say, hey, get a cab. We're going over to the new WWE network. Don't have me there with nothing and tell me that we're going to stay. We're going to dig a ditch till August. Just so that we can have numbers. This one works fine. Don't take it down. You got the money to keep this shit up. Keep one up until the other one's ready. Stop giving Goldberg money and keep it in the fucking keeping this fucking network going. Like they don't, they're, they're the only people who will be the big enough assholes to have the audacity to do something like that. There are still people that are playing Halo on Xbox 360. They announced to people playing Halo 3 on Xbox 360 that they're going to be turning off the service, I think, like in a few months, right? Or some shit. They told them months in advance. They said, hey, listen, we got bad news. And they broke it to them like if their father died. They were like, listen, we got bad news. Halo 3, not going to be able to play it on the 360 anymore. You're going to have to go to an Xbox One and buy the anniversary edition that has all of the remastered versions of every single Halo in 4K at 120 frames per second can't play this old one anymore we apologize for the they they were really humble and every time microsoft has had to shut a server down they've always been this humble if i was microsoft i'd be like move your fucking ass out of here at this point in the in the in the in the in the, in the, in, in the freaking generation i'd be like get your fuck get get i wouldn't even want pew i'd be turning out i remember there was a story there was a story that they put on kotaku with the old the og xbox about how they had the server set where they won't kick you out 
But once you play your final game and you leave the server, the server fucking closes behind you. So they had these people that loved the original Halo so much that refused to leave. And then they had like this record going of how long they were staying in that server, you know, and then finally they shut it down. They finally said the final person left and the Halo server closed. And that was like a fucking funeral for it. I would have been like, Pew, get the fuck, get the, get the, move your fuck. <laughs> they were, <laughs> I said we were closing like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon here. You freeloading mother. We never met. You know how many years you've had? What, a fucking 15, 20 years? And I'm going to feel sorry if you buy another system already. We remastered that shit like 12 times. We've been through like four fucking different forms of controllers. Gone up 10 resolutions. And you're still you're sitting like here. You want me to feel sad? By now. What are you doing with your life? And think about that. People made a big deal. There were still people out there who couldn't believe it. I saw forums. And it's so tempting. I, it's hard for me not to be a dick and comment. But I saw forums where people were angry. This is ridiculous. I can't believe this. How dare they? This company. I'm like, bro, seriously, I wouldn't even know where to get it. Like if somebody gave me like a thousand dollars right now to find like a Halo 2 or something, I'd be fucked. I'd be running all over the city and everything. I wouldn't even know where it exists in the world, a material version of it that hasn't just disintegrated by time. And they respectfully keep these servers open. And these guys peacock you over like nothing with a few weeks, a few fucking weeks blows my mind. To be like, hey, pay us more money to come over here. Eat it. A few weeks. That is unbelievable, man. Anyway, I digress. We got a freaking... Make this shit a little bit more bearable, people. Bear with us. We got got a Shayna and Nia Pulse interview thing here. Nia, Shayna, Reginald, congratulations. Go away. Reggie, you do it. (laughs) Nia, how do you feel after picking up the big win versus Sasha and Bianca? I mean, I feel pretty good. Let's be real. We are the strongest tag team champions. We've been defending our titles left, right, and center. You know, like, I feel as though I'm really carrying this squad, but like... All right, look, we just beat the Royal Rumble winner and the SmackDown Women's Champion. I just kicked the teeth out of the Raw Women's Champion's face, okay? These are the most important titles in this company right now. And we have done everything to show you people that. What else is there to do? I guess we just got to keep beating up every other girl in this locker room. Yeah. She makes it so good. Oh, hilarious. There are no other girls, though. Not any other real tag teams. I mean, you want to throw together bitches. I mean, hey, cool. But yeah, let's see what all other the, all, shit all, we can all make the up. actual tag teams are in NXT with their own titles, apparently. Surreal, my friend. Surreal. Isn't that kind of funny how their developmental brand has more actual tag teams than their fucking main roster? Because at this point, I refuse to call NXT the third brand because they don't fucking treat them like it. They could always, uh, you know, do stuff. Yeah, see, but I, f- I find that whether it's great or just good, even mediocre, what's important is that as long as you keep doing stuff, you know? It's like if you had a Rubik's Cube, for anyone who's ever had a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> you don't just stare at the Rubik's Cube and then, like, after 10 hours be like, ah, I know. And then just start messing with it. Sometimes you might just fidget with the thing for a while and hope that you align some of the shit, right? Some of it aligns, some of it may not. Hopefully you get there, though. That's the way it works. That's the way booking needs to be. If you don't know exactly what you're doing, do fucking something. You know? <laughs> you know, that part of my instinct, my, my first thought was, wow, last time I saw WWE in a Rubik's Cube in the same place, fucking Rowan still work here. When Goku needed to fly out a Namek, he pressed all the buttons when he got on the ship. I'm sure he didn't know. He didn't go, where's the manual? You know, let me Google. Let me Google freeze the ship. He got in the ship. He just hit every fucking button. He practically headbutted the keys. He just he just wanted to say whatever. 
Control, delete, shift, F2, whatever. He didn't give a fuck. When he fucking got the Ginyu Forces pod, he just hit the first button he saw. You know, just try something. God. Anyway, let's move to the next match. Good Lord. All right. WWE Intercontinental title match, Big E versus Apollo Crews. With 54% of you feeling that Biggie's going to retain his championship against the 31% of you feeling that Apollo Cruz is going to win with the winner obviously being Biggie with the finish being very awkward. I don't know. I guess Biggie had Cruz's shoulders down, some weird thing. Like, well, what the hell was that? Switched to a completely different pin. I don't even know what happened. And then the ref looked confused. Biggie looked confused. Apollo looked confused. It feels, it's just like no one seemed to know what was going on. You know, it, it, it almost felt, and I hate to say it, but it felt like one of those things where because the ref, as we've learned, is a shoot ref. He's programmed He's programmed to be a shoot ref. Like, they messed up somebody's shoulders were down too long, and they had an accidental three count, and that was it. And then maybe the actual finish was after Biggie goes over, Cruz was going to attack him from behind, and the rest was going to happen. But the whole part in that middle was just the pin happened, so they had to just skip because no one seemed to know what happened. And I, I hate when I hear the next day that it was meant to look that way. Because I don't even know if that's better or worse. Because sometimes you hear from Dirt Sheets, oh, that, that was meant to be that way, to cause the confusion and keep everybody on their toes. Don't tell me that shit. There's too many times I've seen weird things like that. Where somebody rolls somebody else up, the ref counts, the bell doesn't immediately go off, no one immediately pops, which, by the way, they control when the pop happens. So why didn't anyone immediately pop? And then everyone sits up and looks at each other like, huh, huh, huh? And then the next day, everybody's like, well, that was meant to confuse you. Fuck out of here. Why the fuck do you want to confuse me in a championship match? That was meant to confuse you because you didn't even know that was going to happen because like, <laughs> you know, no one fucking knew that. No you one behaves like, like that. UFC fight, you see some guy get, get a head kick and fucking Yamasaki's crazy ass is in there and you're like, oh, you were meant to think he wasn't done yet. What? Yeah, stop telling me what I was meant to think. Like, we bitch, made something look like shit so that, so that you would be thrown off when stuff looks like shit. Like, holy shit. How well, about hopefully, you just- how about first of all let's kill this whole shoot ref bullshit because it's had too many mistakes in like the two months it's been around let's just not do that we know the ref knows the finish you don't have to hide it yeah and what the fuck what 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 is biggie's freaking tribe or whatever hunt with those big ass spears dinosaurs oh yeah fucking cruise yeah i don't fucking i'll tell you i mean i mean cruise yeah it's like i said in the chat room that motherfucker got like monster hunter dlc dude Robert Baratheon was going to fucking skewer a boar and it was going to be with a, with like the spear wasn't even half that size. What the fuck? Do you see these giant spears that they give him? That motherfucker's going after fucking the adamant toys with that thing. I don't mind him being a Nigerian character and stuff, but does he need to carry a spear? It's what they think Nigerians do. Because say what you want about Black Panther and Wakanda and everything, but they've always treated them like they were a very sophisticated technologically advanced above the rest of humanity race when the fuck's the last time you seen somebody in wakanda just running and throwing a spear i won't say chuck i'm not going there <laughs> when was the last time that you seen somebody throwing a fucking spear in wakanda you don't They're, they have vibranium they have technology that could literally regenerate limbs and can make artificial limbs stuff that can they were able to they could have removed the stone from vision that's how good these people are i don't want to get too much oh into the marvel it's amazing it's amazing. You're you gonna take fucking. Because I might say. You're gonna take. <laughs> you're gonna take fucking. <laughs> and just make it. You could have made it all kinds of different Nigerian stuff that doesn't have spears. And because people grow up watching Marvel and stuff like that, they might be more inclined to connect to this gimmick if he came from a Nigerian royal family that's technologically advanced, as opposed to with fucking spears. 
because it would have been like, oh, they're doing like a Black Panther thing. And so what? So what if people say that? Because then it would be like, no one cared when you were doing like a crow thing, which thing, it's still cool to do. You could have done like a Black Panther thing. He's from an advanced culture in Nigeria where they make the most advanced drones and shit or whatever. Not spears. Anything but fucking spears. Why, you haven't seen Endgame yet? What, did you get taken out with the blip too? <laughs> I'm gonna need you to fix that shit, Ashley. <laughs> but no, it's like... Did you see the, did you see the commercials, the, the Xbox commercials for Falcon? Oh, yeah. Those are great, right? They're amazing. Yeah, I love that guy, man. Yeah, it's like, motherfucker, why do you have, like, a Monster Hunter-sized weapon? Like, what the fuck? Like, it... Oh, wait, no, 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 WWE. Don't know, actually, WWE. It makes perfect sense because he's from Africa, so he's supposed to have a big-ass weapon, right? Right, right. Okay, then give him a, give him some sort of a gun. But Shaka Zulu didn't have a gun? I guarantee this is their fucking logic. I swear to God. Yeah, but he also didn't have Wi-Fi, you know? Like, Shaka Zulu couldn't tweet. Like, Shaka Zulu couldn't fucking tweet. What's up, Joe, by the way? <sighs> anyway <laughs> the yeah. spear aside if you're gonna keep it which I don't think you should shorten it make it like you know just a little taller than him not like a giant fucking donut spear that American gladiators looking shit that he has what did you think of the match dare I ask I love the fact that we've literally gotten like five count ass whooping Biggie back because I love how like early in the match he's whooping his ass but he's talking shit while he's doing it. He's like, "You wanted this, Cruz. You wanted this." Yeah, no, he was really aggressive with him. That's one thing that I definitely love about Biggie. You know, he was ready to whip smash. You know, he did that splash as you saw on the apron, his little corner splash. He starts the match off strong, doing that freaking dive that he does, the middle rope spear. Yeah, the spear that scares the hell out of me. Switch. Yeah, and he's preaching the whole time. You hear? Oh, that, yeah, that was, was great. great oh. Bring the volume up here. Oh, oh. Right on the ear of he was whipping his ass for the whole match. Big E said he was going to bulldoze Apollo's house. And another throw by Big E. Yeah, it's kind of funny that he was preaching the certain thing because he mentions in his 24 special the fact that he did that because his father was a preacher. So, like, it came, so like when they pitched the whole New Day thing, it came naturally to him. Wow, it makes sense. Yeah. See, I didn't know but that. Just a record, before, uh, before they shut it down to move the Peabock, I recommend it because it's actually quite good. They talked about stuff I didn't expect them to talk about. Which, one thing I noticed in the intro, why did they take the chalk away? Oh, I don't know. That's a good the point. The chalk was my favorite part. Like, you take the chalk away, but give fucking Apollo Crews this Monster Hunter Rise DLC shit. Yeah, well, the spear's cheap. I mean, visibly cheap. Probably gotta be more expensive than the chalk. Oh, you make a point. You could reuse the same shit. Nobody will notice. Yeah, I don't get it, man. I don't get why any of the things are the way they are, believe me. <sighs> We're in a bad time for this company. Yeah, no. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the match, though? Yeah, it was fun to watch while it lasted. I don't know where the hell this is going next, but hey. Yeah, afterwards, you know, like we said, Cruz attacks him again, 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 again. You know? Uh, I reluctantly bring it up, but just because of the way we reacted in the chat rooms, like some of the, that, that whole thing with the Old Spice R-Truth thing. What the fuck was that? just became weirder and weirder don't you think every second of this i was sitting there going so 
we took it off a of bad bunny. Why? WWE superstars. Hey, who is that? Sir, my name is Joseph Average, and I'm here today to hand up fairly fucking Joseph Average of Old Spice Wild with its ridiculously long lasting scent. Ooh, that does smell wild. Thanks, Joe. You can body slam odor. Where's our truth? I don't know anything about that. I'm just a mild-mannered Old Spice. Sip. Where is our juice? Gee willikers, man. I don't know. I'm just I'm handing up free Old Spice. Take a sample. Our juice! What was with the war cry, right? And yeah, our truth comes out. He was hiding behind the Old Spice. I don't know. All that Old Spice. What a waste. Three, no champion. That's the one <laughs> Regular old Joseph Average is champion. What? Two, three, no champion. Give it back. Jesus. You sound good though, Joseph. You said I did was free. Hey, you. You. See, what is that Night Panther shit? This is true. The I don't Night Panther know. lives! Who's the Night Panther? <laughs> you asked the wrong one. I had to look down at my drink and make sure, make sure somebody didn't slip something into my shit after this. Yeah, like, I don't know anything that happened there. Apparently, that they were trying to sell us Old Spice, but the fuck is the Night Panther? <laughs> when he saw the shirt, he freaked out. He was like, the Night Panther lives. What the fuck? <laughs> this is how they sold you on Peacock, by the way, people. So yeah. Oh, I'm definitely buying it now. If you thought I wasn't getting it before, you are sadly mistaken, my friend. You are sadly mistaken. I'd rather pay actual money for Crackdown Three. Yeah, I don't know if I would follow you there. At least I could make some sort of jokes out of this. Nothing funny about that thing. <laughs> oh man. Then move on we must to the singles match of Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman. Uh, this wasn't even on their official card. It was on all the dirt sheet cards, but not on theirs. We don't have voting results. I don't care. The funny thing about it is, you know why it was only on the dirt sheet? Because they announced it on Raw with a graphic um, and everything. I must and have not heard And then in the middle of the it. week, just boom, match. So now, my question, why announced it on Raw? I don't know if they understand how this works, but when you um, announce it on Raw, um, you kind of have to make it happen at the pay-per-view. You don't just in the middle of the week decide, nah, this is not here anymore. One thing I'll say, Shane walking to the ring, as a longtime fan, Shane, heel Shane always has this thing that he'd do, where he would wear like fucked up variations of the baby face who he's feuding with shirt. Like X-Pac, he would wear the X-Pac shirt, but he make it say X-Punk, you know, but just go back, Any anyone Shane's ever had to be in the ring with, Whenever he's going out to face them, he always wears their shirt and he just writes some other shit over it or has like it, like the graphic change to like shit on them. And it's like the fact that he's consistent about it where he had the, uh, this, I don't know what, what was the original Strowman shirt? Cause I know now it says stupid yeah, it was experience. Strowman Express. Strowman, okay, Strowman Express. Oh, it's a stupid Express. I see. Awesome. But instead we get a concert with Elias, right? No. Not going to pop for that? Not going to sell that though? Well, they had a concert with Elias. Last time I sold that shit is when they trolled us with The Undertaker with that one. Yeah, but then it turns out that Shane's keeping a secret, and it turns out that he actually made Elias take his place in the match against Strowman. 
that wasn't even officially announced. They gotta be worried some of the 240 pounds. Basically, it's him throwing him around. Any, any thoughts on this entire ass whipping here? This is totally gonna get run over. Nickelodeon slime and matches nobody gave a fuck about. I don't know what they were going for here. It's just like, all right, we're gonna have a filler match. Uh, and then you had Riker on the outside interfering somewhat. Uh, Elias pulling him back in into the ring, bumping him against the corner. It was all just basically Elias taking bumps. Like, we get it. Elias can't defend himself against Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman can't win any titles. Which, of course, as you guys clearly told, and they mentioned the dirt sheet, yeah, they just quietly turned him babyface. No cool. rhyme or reason. He just, boop, babyface. Who? Cool. Braun. I lost track already, kind of like with Big Show. Yeah. We always you know, said they were going to Big Show him. At least they halfway tried with shows. Which is saying a lot considering this shit. I forgot he was even here. I don't even remember when he was here. I don't remember who he feuds with. Who does he feud with? I don't even know, don't even know who the fuck he feuds with. He hasn't had any memorable feuds. He just wrestles people for two weeks and then moves on. All that good shape you are in means jack shit when you are doing fuck all on TV, sir. Man, I really feel bad for people. Like, can you imagine being like 18 and shit? I mean, it's been a minute, but yeah. Like, can you imagine that? Oh. It is unbelievable. It's like they would just have all this wrestling. Like they don't have any ideas of shitty booking. Like they never got to experience it good. <laughs> Boy, what's so funny about that? It's just funny like to think about how long it's been. You know, funny, I don't know why that shit hit me when you were just like, remember being 18? It's like, yeah, it's been a fucking minute. But yeah. Like, <laughs> like they just like the wrestling's always sucked for them. They've never had it good. It's like being born in like. It's like being born in like the Terminator time or in the Matrix or something or in some timeline where the world's already over and it's like nobody you never experienced it. Or like if someone from The Walking Dead who's like a teenager, like, yeah, man, we used to have video games and AOL. Now you guys just stab dead people in the face. Way different. It's kind of like, think of it. If you're like a teenager, even if you're in your 20s right now, like they literally had a fucking entire time. Like people must sound nuts to them when they talk about how it used to be, because it's like you, I would always look at old people and think, man, they're always talking about how it used to be. And you go back and you look at how it used to be. And you're like, nope, it was actually shitty. That's just your memories playing tricks in you because I looked and it sucked. But no, we're being honest. It used to be better. That's crazy. No, cool. He was a feud. He was, um, a heel when he fought the fiend last year, just a shitty heel, but yeah. Mm-hmm. That was when he that was when he dropped Alexa Bliss and it was just like I never loved you and it was like it was just so shit your mind purged it that's what it is. Excuse me, Braun. Braun, congratulations. Congratulations on your victory over. I have time to talk. You'll never say it, man. Where's Shayna? I'm done playing these games. I'm done. Where's Shayna? You are nowhere near as intimidating as the retribution guys. Stop it. Oh, man. Remember when he used to take that guy seriously and it's like, holy shit, that guy's going to be awesome. Now he looks now better he's... and he works worse. <laughs> now he's getting punked out every week by Shane fucking McMahon. Like... Anyway, the next was we have singles match of Shinsuke Nakamura against Seth Rollins with 68% of you feeling Nakamura would go over here. 32% of you feeling that Rollins would go over. This is the match that they suddenly threw together out of nowhere before SmackDown. Rollins goes over. With the stomp. With a weird looking stomp. Did that stomp look off to you too? Oh, uh, did it? I don't really know. I, I didn't catch so, it. But it, it was like, because I know we've, I've usually seen when he does it, he kind of travels with the guy's head. It looked like he almost kind of pushed Shinsuke's head and his head just like slammed into the mat. Like it didn't feel like a stomp. Maybe he was just being careful there. 
Yeah, maybe. But then again, Shinsuke was at a weird angle. Like he was a lot closer to the rope, so it didn't feel like as much of a run up, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Seth Rollins had the uh, suicide dive, the scary suicide dive on Nakamura. I love that move that uh Naka oh my god. Yeah, that, whew, he doesn't turn and that ends so bad. <laughs> yeah, I've always said the suicide dive their risk versus reward. You know. Especially when people clip the ropes, man. That's some scary shit. Like, there's certain people like him, Harper, God rest his soul, and like a lot of those other guys I see where when they do it, I'm not scared of it at all because I'm like, you know, they know what they're doing. But then yeah. there's like other people where it's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever when they do it. But then there's people like fucking Phoenix who ain't even scared of shit. And this is like, I'm gonna land somewhere, damn it. Mm-hmm. But then there's people like Phoenix where half the fun is just seeing how they land. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was good. Like I said, it's, you know what's the sad part? That they made us not care about a match with Tyler Black versus Shinsuke Nakamura. That's where WWE right. is right now with their booking. A former that, Ring of not, Honor champion and the guy who was synonymous with the IWGP Eric Arnold Championship. There would have been a point. Shit. There would have been a point where people would have been like, "Did you hear that Tyler Black's going to fight Shinsuke Nakamura?" But they've programmed their booking and their WWE's universe and their fans so poorly and so accustomed to shitty booking that what would have been legendary Tyler Black versus Shinsuke Nakamura became how come this isn't on the kickoff think about that can you imagine that that's where we are people taking piss breaks during Shinsuke Nakamura versus Tyler Black they got they 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 finally got what they wanted they they drove it into the ground enough that that now the people don't even realize that they were tricked into complaining about it. No, they just booked it for you to feel like it should be on the kickoff. Tyler Black versus Shinsuke Nakamura should not. It's just that's where we are. That's where this company is. That's how bad it is that they program their fans to think shitty only to then upgrade and evolve into thinking shittier. That could be a pay-per-view main event in other companies. Yeah. Overall, what were your thoughts on it? I mean, good match, hello match. These guys do match together really well. Um, one of my favorite, somewhat newer moves that Shinsuke's been breaking out is that uh, it's like a middle rope baseball slide German suplex. Mm-hmm. It's one yeah, of my that... favorite moves because like it just seems like it's such a precise. Yeah, like he move slides up. under the rope out to the apron and German suplexed him on the way out, right? Yeah, like it's. <laughs> it's yeah, like that's been cool looking really good. Yeah, he's been using it a lot. Like it's just, I am glad. That Nakamura, because I think this is what the first one-on-one pay-per-view match he's had in like a year almost. Is it but really? Just, I didn't even think like, about that. Yeah, because he's been in the tag team, so that makes sense. Yeah, and then even when he's in the tag team, they stick him on the pre-show, and they don't have him on the fucking pay-per-view at all. Like, I'm glad yeah. that he's getting to do stuff now, but just can you actually like give the man something? I said, no. I love how Michael fucking Cole has the audacity to point out, like, yeah, this is a former uh, NXT champion, former Royal Rumble winner. I couldn't fucking tell because he's no. in a piss break match on a review they can't they can't uh do something i told you at that wrestlemania where he fought aj styles that this would there be nothing after this and there wasn't it was pretty much the writing was on the wall when they weren't going to give it to him then you know aj wanted that feud they humored him by giving it to him but they clearly didn't see anything else with him you know and that's unfortunate but i i knew it man i knew it he 100 percent deserved it at the time and instead they just decided not to uh not to give it to him Shinsuke Nakamura is proof of why you stay in NXT. Don't come up to the main roster. It's shit up here. Yeah. That's pretty sad. Motherfucker was a two-time NXT champion, and now he's on the piss break. Yeah. What? They don't care. 
They don't care at all. Excuse me, Seth. Ever since your return to SmackDown, you've been trying to send a message to the SmackDown locker room. Do you think you did that tonight? Ah, Twitter loves a drip. They love my drip. They see my my pre-fast lane drip. They also love my in-ring drip. Stop saying that. <laughs> you know who didn't love it? He though? sounds like such a fucking dad. I feel dad. like Shinsuke Nakamura really didn't love they it. They love my drip. <laughs> but, you know, all the respect they love my drip. Shinsuke's a really an incredible performer. Uh, top class, world class top caliber performer and just you know he gave me a heck of a fight out there you know he, br- he brought everything he had and you know he probably emptied the tank but i mean it just wasn't enough you know that's just how it is sometimes when you're in the ring with me and oh gosh but he learned a lesson he learned a lesson in respect and i really hope that um i hope that he's on the phone with his buddy Cesaro right now i, mean, I don't know how his jaw is feeling after that stomp but hope he's able to talk and maybe text maybe he's texting um his, his buddy Cesaro letting him know that uh that he might want to stay out of my lane too, because if he doesn't, the same thing's coming to him, but probably worse. <laughs> All right, I gotta go check check the Twitter. Thank you though. Thank you, sir. Yeah, he has to go check this my drip. Check the Twitter. My drip. Oh that was fucking <laughs> cringy as all tits. Ew. Ah, oh, boy. Like, stop that shit. No. No holes barred match. Seamus versus Drew McIntyre. 79% of you felt Drew will win. 22% of you felt Sheamus will win. Drew wins. 22%? I, what were you thinking? I thought when he came out that Benjamin Stark was there, I was like, oh shit, it's Uncle Benjamin. <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> I always thought that he'd be there in, in a pinch. You know? We've mommed the war for thousands of years. I just love how the one time when he comes out with fucking Scottish face paint, you notice that's the time when the fucking Claymore didn't go into the thing, right? Yeah. It was tilted at an angle, and I was like, now you fuck that up? By the now? time, by the power of Tilt Skull. You fucking stupid. <laughs> so much silliness here. I, I, I mentioned this when we were watching, right? But, like, for example, when he went under the ring and he grabbed, what was that, a whole bunch of candlesticks tied together like to make one giant candlestick, candlestick. A, a candlestick cigar? A candlestick godfather? Like, I don't know what the fuck that was. But I remember I was thinking about it because... So he he must have seen Seamus coming from behind him as he's picking up the candlesticks, right? And I believe Seamus hits him in the back with a double axe handle. But I love how he's trying to get these candlesticks into the ring as fast as possible. You know, it's like, I gotta get these candlesticks in the ring before Seamus gets to... Oh, he got me. And I hey, said... His ass went all over. Fuck it I said, that's such a strange priority. You know, you're putting, put these candlesticks in the ring and this guy's coming out. I better get it in quick. It's going to hit me. Ah! You know, like I would have prioritized my well-being over the candlesticks, you know, but that's just me being human at all. Like, like if I was in a grocery store and I was going for the chips and Seamus was coming at me, alternate universe people, but Seamus is coming at me and he charges at me. I wouldn't bother to put the chips back on the shelf. You know what I mean? I'm going to run holding the chips to throw them at Seamus. I'm about to say, him with the fucking chips? Throw, throw all the candlesticks, but no, he's trying to get in the room. It's weird. You have a bundle you know? of candlesticks the size of Apollo Cruz's spear. Hit his ass. Yeah, interesting. And stuff, you know what though. took it out of me? You, this is the bad part with WWE's booking. Leave mm. it to them to take all the excitement out of a no hold barred match for me. Because I know nothing about this match matters. No, oh, you're right there. This is why I said on Monday it made no sense to announce Lashley versus Drew for the world title match and then, then, then announce Sheamus versus Drew at Fastlane. 
It was stupid. It was so stupid that I didn't think it was going to stay that way. I mean, Seamus bro kicking the candlestick right there. That looked pretty cool. You know, I was like a cool little spot there. Boom. Bro kicked the candlestick. Sold well. Thrown well. Done well. Because it was kind of just a thing where it's like, okay, so if Seamus wins, what what happens? Nothing. (laughs) Drew's got his time. Drew went into this. This is a situation where Drew went into this with nothing to lose because it's like, okay, so if Seamus beats him. All Drew's got to come up, show up tomorrow night and be like, hey, but guess what, bitch? I still got a title shot. Like, what? Yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, the candlestick was weird. They did a spot with the candlestick in the eye socket. He's trying to stab him with a candlestick, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> We've seen what happened when you do a candlestick in the eye. We're not going down this road again. Don't try this at home, kids. Don't stab your brother. You can yeah. do a 450 or like a 630 centaur, but don't stab your brother in the eye. I did like where he was like, how's that face paint working out for you, Uncle Benjamin? Oh, <laughs> yeah, they did that lazy barricade bump where Seamus just kind of threw his ass into the barricade very lackadaisically. You know, I said in the chat room that was an Easter Sunday barricade bump. Easter <laughs> Sunday barricade bump. I said that move should have been called, look, you could also watch Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what it felt like at that moment. And then, of course, when they were brawling on the outside, I said, oh, look, a little ramp. How strange that those items randomly formed that structure near them. And then as they started to climb the structure later on, I was like, look, that structure I was talking about before, the mysteriously formed with the ramp, they're near it now. Holy uh, shit, they're climbing the structure. This is nuts. But I noticed that uh, Drew managed to throw Seamus into the Thunderdome screens and, uh, you know, they successfully exploded. So that's very good. Good spot with the explosion bump, destroying the Thunderdome streams, and then they immediately take us out of the moment with the fake crowd chants, because that's what they do. But yeah, here's your here's your wonderful looking explosion. A white walking man versus versus uh Benjamin shot just a little bit harder. Every shot aided with a little bit more malice. Uh, Sheamus. Oh, now what? Oh my God! Oh my God! Was taunting uh, oh. with McIntyre. Was trying to toss McIntyre. Oh, 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 no. That's that's how you make us believe that you hurt somebody with an explosion. See, they did that to send the message. That this is how explosions work all the time. And then they ruined it with the. They ruined it with the all of this to get to WrestleMania. You either have a good explosion or you become TNA explosion. Oh God, I forgot that. It yeah, was like their superstars. The crowd noise in bear though. It was like their superstars and their lime wire. Like they couldn't even have a superstars and a lime wire. They could only have one that was both. They couldn't afford peanut butter and jelly, so they got the peanut butter and jelly swirl in the one container. <laughs> oh, their, su- their, their superstars was their lime wire. Think about it, or their live wire. Was it live wire? The show where it would just oh, recap yeah. everything that happened throughout Raw on like Saturday mornings. Oh yeah, and then Superstars was the one that had like the jobber two two shitty jobber matches, and Explosion oh. was two shitty jobber matches, and the recap, and you got that one thing where they were all sitting around a table. I forget what the hell it was called, Spin Cycle, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was Spin Cycle. Anyway, good Explosion. Yeah, instantly ruined, but good Explosion. Yeah, nowadays that's what that's what the the, the new generation is. You know, we used to take explosions for granted back in my day. It's like, oh, all I'm saying is, I remember when freaking Matt Hardy and Edge side affected in the fucking electrical equipment. And I thought somebody died. Not I saw this anymore. shit and I was like, oh well, that was foam while it lasted for about two and a half seconds, and then the crowd popped in. Another good spot was the white noise through the announce table. Solid oh, table yeah. bump there. 
Let's see if we could get that up on the screen here. Yeah, here you go. Just so you guys can look. That looks really good. Nice. Nice flat bump. Yeah. Very aerial. Seamus picks up a perfectly cut piece of the announce table. Mac <laughs> winds up hitting the Future Shock DDT on that piece. And then the Claymore. With no clap. Nope. At that, at the point where he... Like I told you before, that's the new psychology. Instead of clapping or slapping his knee... The sound must be from Seamus's face because even when they showed it in slow motion, it was a boot to the face. You know, at the point they told him that backstage, well, listen, here's the trick. At the point where you would normally slap, just kick him in the face. They'll be so busy looking for the slap that they'll never realize that the sound came from your foot kicking his face. It'll throw the fans off. <laughs> so that's the new trick. That's the new thing. I was wondering how they do it now. I hate, I hate to give away the business here, guys. You know, I hate to be one of the first to do it, but that's the new trick. The way that they make the sound effect now is when you're looking at their hands to try to find a way they slap, you're being fooled because they just kicked the opponent in the fucking face. You don't see it because you're looking at the hand. They tricked you. You, They showed you. (laughs) Next thing you know, you're going to tell me the lightning CGI. Okay. People are going to be getting up with their fucking jaws. This okay. Notice how you didn't see. <laughs> For you young kids here, this high notice how you didn't see the slap. I wasn't expecting that. Professional. You didn't see the slap anywhere because he didn't slap me. He just kicked me in my fucking face. Like all fury right there. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I so wasn't prepared for that. I'm so glad he didn't take a drink. Holy shit. Oh, God. Anyway, I don't care. I don't I care. Told, we, we said in the chat room, people, we were going to joke the hell out of this to make this more entertaining. Whatever works. Shoot, motherfucker. Finally, we get Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss, with 60% of you <laughs> feeling that Alexa Bliss was going to go over, but surprisingly, 40% of you thinking it would be DQ. Not a single one of you thought Randy Orton was going to win this <laughs> shit. Zero percent for that, in case you don't understand what not a single one of you means. Forty percent of you thought DQ would win before him, which means that I'm going to assume that when you guys thought DQ, you weren't thinking like he would hit her in the kneecaps with a chair and they would ring the bell. I'm thinking that you guys thought that the lights were going to turn off and that the fiend was going to appear and that the DQ was going to be because the fiend fucks him up. That's the only reason I could think of why that many people, 40% that, exactly thinking, thinking because the, we all DQ. knew tonight was going to be the night spoiler that he showed back up. Yeah, like they, they must have been thinking something magical will make it be DQ, which isn't what happens. Alexa Bliss goes over, but that's the highest DQ percentage I think I've ever seen. Orton coughing up black shit right away. That's getting old, man. That shit killed me. You know what? The only reason it made me laugh this time is because of the way they did it. Because he does his arm shit on the top of the pyro goes down the next. He you knows just baby vomit. Why you want to tell me? So fucking sad because it was so unexpected. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard because, because usually you see a little bit of a build up something that motherfucker just said ah his voice is in my <laughs> you know what they should do they should make them <laughs> no oh shit you know what you ever seen you ever seen Team America they should make them, they should make it really over the top one day like the puppet when you like <laughs> 
No. You know what's so bad? You know what it reminds me of? Get a fucking kick out of this. In the Bump in the Night DLC for 2K20, the version of Randy Orton they have this fucking snakeskin one unleashed Randy Orton. He does I, that shit at the top row, but it's Venom. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. Oh my god. Oh my god, it just hit me. It unleashed Randy Orton. So, I never thought we'd have to report on a match like this at our ages. But yeah, Orton is coughing up black shit right away. Bliss summons... Give me a towel, not getting medical fucking attention. Bliss summons fire from the ground, basically. There's no other way to put it. She summons... She has telekinesis powers and pyro powers and all kinds of powers. So like a fucking this, Psychonauts character. <laughs> She's, I can't believe we gave her for some psychonauts. But yeah, there's her. She, she summoned flames from. Look at this. Summon fucking flames from the ground. Poof. I love how to. to <laughs> look in the background. Yo, I love that the that ref, ref was out. Fuck out of Bye. It's like he knew at that point that, that he wanted said, to leave. This. Y'all don't pay me enough for this shit. Yo, he was gone faster than Cody's dog when the pyro hit. Pharaoh at least tried to tough it out a little bit. That motherfucker was gone. You know what the funny thing about it is? That's the first time I've seen that because I didn't know where he went. Yeah, they, they needed to get Cody and Brandy to bring the ref back on the leash and read and pet him, right? Be like, all right, fine, it's fine. Get back in there. <laughs> <laughs> because until the end of the match, because I think I even said in the chat room, I was like, where the fuck did the ref come from? I didn't even see him leave. Yeah, toward the end, he was just there to count after all the mystical shit and he happened. Count- <laughs> he didn't even get in the ring. Did you notice he didn't even get in the ring to count? That motherfucker was on the outside talking about some one, two, three. Which is ridiculous. Then that's not the oh. only thing she did. What was that movie where the, where the girl, they, they throw some shit on her at the at the prom and then she gets telekinesis? Carrie. Carrie. They, she became like Carrie. That's what it was, right? She became like a Carrie because then the stage and shit fall. Do I have the clip here? She, like she drops the... <laughs> yeah, here we go. Look on him. Like, look at this. This is fucking insane. I love how accepting he is of it, too. Like, you're trying to kill me with your telekinesis? Like, everyone's just all right with this. At that point, I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge. Like, no, fuck this match. Fuck this pay-per-view. I'm out. I don't need that winner's purse that bad. Nope. That's what we've come to in WWE. That the commentary handles this kind of shit the way way the commentators would in an anime storyline. Alexa Bliss is using her psychic powers. We haven't seen her use this for a long time. <laughs> you know, like, like in dark tournament, like gotta be careful about that fireball. <laughs> but that fireballs. What do you mean? Gotta be careful because she does shoot a fireball. Throw, I'm not just saying that. I love she how at one point she fucking. throws one at Orton, and mm-hmm. so who was it on commentary was talking about? So, oh, Orton must have blocked it, and I was like, he, blocked it. He did block it. But, is know, his ring tape fire resistant? What the fuck? No, he blocked it with his hands, like real. Fuck is he Wonder Woman with the fucking wrist cards? Fuck a ching ching. He blocked that fireball, boy. Oh, but then the fucking coup de gras of everything. I don't so, know if there even is a coup de gras, but go ahead. Oh, because... this was great. Yeah. <laughs> so they're facing off. Bliss is back as a who knew a corner. And next thing you know, a little burnt hand just comes penetrating from the fucking mat. Lo and behold. I love that it had a sound. Sounds like the ring had indigestion. What the fuck is that? I love how he's still in the ring. I give him credit. He's a courageous dude. I would have been gone. Look at that. What? What is that? 
What is that? <laughs> oh my God, it's a feed. Wait. Oh my God. He has a glass eye like Kane, you notice that? Like if his eye was burned. Yeah. Oh my Whoa. God. Bliss feeding Orton into Sister Abigail. I know we joked about this, but I have to bring it up again. <laughs> he can form his whole body back from ash, but he can't heal scars. Like, you can regenerate yourself physically, but not cosmetically. That's like the equivocal to, like, if whenever Majin Buu regenerated, he still had bruises and bleeding from his battles. You could completely regenerate limbs from nothing. That's how powerful your magic is. But the rule is you got to stay burnt. It would be better psychologically if he says, oh, I could actually regenerate fully. But I decided to stop at Crispy just to fuck with Orton. You know, I just, I just like the look. It's just so funny to me. Like, Kane's scars make sense. Because when I look into Kane's stats, he put zero points into regeneration. Kane's not going to recover from scars. So when he burnt that, was it? he was fucked. Bray has full res. He could come back from the dead where there was nothing on the ground. But he could only come back scarred. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Oh, my God. But anyway, now that we've experienced telekinesis and resurrection of the dead, on to the main event. Like, I love that. That shows more that they that they handle this like anime because only the, the the commentators in this world are so desensitized to telekinesis and pyro and resurrection that they could call the main event after that. No one even needed a moment to come back to them and be like, "Folks, I don't know what it is that we just saw. I know we're gonna do our best to move on here because, oh. nope, it was just all right. All of it. Next, let's go. Let's do this shit. It's time. Universal title match, Roman Reigns defending against Daniel Bryan. 71% of you feeling Roman Reigns retained. 29% of you feeling Daniel Bryan would be the upset with the winner, obviously, being Roman Reigns. Edge was the enforcer at ringside. It wasn't like I thought. I thought he'd have, like, a shirt, like a ref shirt and be all up in there. But, you know, I, like I jokingly said, when the head of the table comes to the, di- to the dining room, you host and you enforce from the kitchen. <laughs> you don't bring your ass out the goddamn kitchen. He even has his own gauntlet, just in case someone happens to have an infinity stone around. And that gauntlet even has his own symbol, just in case one of those stones happens to be shaped like he is. <laughs> one of those stones is shaped like a jumping man doing a Superman punch. That shit has a slot. This man's run. prepared for anything. Gotta be prepared for it all. <laughs> Motherfucker, run your stone. Insane. So yeah, the golden gauntlet of Roman. Good for him. Uh, I did like the match, though. Like, it was really cool the way Brian was toying with Roman, getting him in various submissions and holds. Uh, you know, I just like the style in this match of the smaller guy using his technique to overpower the bigger guy that's less experienced and more of a brawler. And it actually does make the match enjoyable. It shows that you could have that style of a match and it'd be good. Roman's definitely gotten better over time, but just that's good storytelling. That's how it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be that the big guy automatically beats the smaller guy and that's all that there is and fuck you. It's supposed to be more like, what's the psychology here? This smaller guy knows how to roll around and knows how to get you in submissions and manipulate your joints and stuff and put you in positions where no matter how big or strong you are, 
it's not relevant because your muscles don't control your fingers bending or your limbs being pushed in ways that they're not supposed to go. That's the psychology that's supposed to be in wrestling that I find missing from every other match. The psychology is that he's aware that you're a bigger guy. So he uses moves like basement drop kicks and stuff to bring you down to his level. If you're down on one knee, you're the same size as him in that moment. You know what I mean? This is psychology that's been missing. And I kind of feel like Daniel Bryan understands that and he brings it in this match, which makes me like him and Roman even more. You know, so really cool stuff there. Which one thing I noticed right away, um, actually took my midway through the match to really let it sink in. I remember years ago, we used to talk about the fact that all of Roman's moves involved a run up and a punch. This motherfucker has gotten gritty since this turn. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely. He keeps he, everything he, in close. He's shit talking the whole time. Like, Yeah, no, he's coming to his own and he looks really good doing it. There's no question about that. We've said it before, his ass weapons are uncomfortable. Yeah, he's do, he does a really good job, you know. Uh, when when uh Daniel jumps off the top rope, Reigns almost drops him. He almost hit the the fucking table. A whole bunch of shit almost went wrong with that that uh spot, you know. But uh, the official gets taken out by by uh Daniel Bryan. He goes for the psycho knee and then winds up killing the official, which finally gives Edge something to do besides stand in the kitchen, you know. So that brings Edge in for the match. Uh, but there was a whole bunch of stuff. Like, of course, Jey Uso gets involved. He wasn't standing out there. Like, they're trying to trick us. Like, by not having him there, like, we're going to not fucking forget that the guy is going to come and interfere at some point. But there was a whole bunch of chaotic nonsense that happened. Yeah, see Jey Uso jumping in. Super kick party. Is he slapping his leg? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was banned. I think he was. Is that what causes Edge? Spoiler alert. But is that what causes Edge to flip out, taking that super kick? Let me turn this down a little bit. You said it was something else. I remember it being. I remember when I see it. It's actually yeah. This is co- this coming up is uh, one of the things that caused it. This next shot is because of the end basically leadership. He's got an equalizer in his clutches. Well, Daniel Bryan has put the put through hell and back by that man, Jey Uso. And now Daniel Bryan going to make Uso pay. Oh, they actually didn't show him that. Um, but basically what happened was the next thing he does, he goes to swing at Roman. And Roman moves and he catches Edge. Right, right. I do remember that. How do you said it? Yeah, and that yeah, sends that, Edge uh, over Edge over the edge. No pun intended there. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, when Daniel Bryan block, Roman's actually tapping. Yeah, Roman taps out. Then, he was half tapping out, half passing out. He was losing in every way imaginable. But no one sees it. Edge doesn't even see it. Instead, he winds up hitting freaking Daniel Bryan with the chair and he hits Roman with the chair. Light and everybody else. He just flips out and talks about how the title belongs to him and goes a little bit crazy. And then Roman uh, slides into the pin and goes over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Solid stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's what I expected, really. Shame it took all night for us to get something good. But... It is. Uh-huh. I mean, so what are the big changes here? The return of the Fiend? Is the burnt Fiend? Uh, <laughs> That's really it. That's the only thing. I feel like there were two things. Wasn't there two things? Oh, yeah, there was also fucking retribution breaking up. Oh, the retribution breakup at the kickoff. Those are the two big changes. Yeah. Which retribution, I don't even feel like that counts as a big change. It's just like an inconvenience out of my life. Like, Wow. And that's pretty much it. 
Open and, and shut case nothing, here. Nothing of the road. That's what I'm saying. Like Nothing in this road to WrestleMania changed. Everything's still on the straight and narrow path. Like All they did was close doors and miss opportunities to do more. They, they, they gave themselves a chance to do more stuff and then didn't use it at all and made sure they sealed any opportunities for any other possibilities and then said, all right, time for WrestleMania. Give us your, your what is it, your two fitted. I think I'll keep it. Be happy. <laughs> all right. I'll find some cheap, shitty game on the fucking Xbox or the PlayStation and use it for that. Thing. Yeah. You know what? I might even right after this, I'll find some cheap, shitty game. <laughs> You'll probably have more in entertainment when we didn't know we did this fucking night. Yeah, who knows, guys? Stick around. Maybe I'll stream some. We'll see. Anyway, are we done here? That's it. That is it, right? What? Do, how will you rate this pay per view before we before we uh huh. do this? That's my rating. Oh, damn! It's just like an F plus at about best. Like, I can't even um, give it a D because like you wait till the main event to do some shit where it's like, oh, that was kind of interesting. But even then, it's just we're on the same path we were already on. Uh, so I would say the United States title kickoff match solid. I like Riddle's work. Um, the Mustafa Lee stuff going away is wonderful one way or another. I'm glad that there was a development there. So I'll give that like a definite point. Uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. I, I have to then take away a point because of the fact that, Hey, listen, that was a lot of missed opportunities there. Elias versus Braun Strowman, uh, is another negative for me because, uh, yeah. I just thought that was terrible. Elias was thrown in there. The Shane stuff had no payoff to it, so we're at negative one now. Nakamura versus Rollins was a solid match. Um, it was good. It was thrown together at the last minute, but because you have two workers there that know what they're doing, it at least looked good. So I'll give a point to that, which puts us back at zero. No host barred match. Drew McIntyre against Sheamus did absolutely nothing for me and didn't need to be there. Negative one. Alexa Bliss, Randy Orton. What do you think here? I'm kind of mixed. So... The only, the, the, this is what's going to really tell me that they have any kind of actual effort putting through this. The Fiend doesn't get to go back and be the regular Fiend. That motherfucker's just extra fucking crispy from now on. Which is a terrible design. You compared it to exactly, the Burn Chucky. But you know what? They fucked up and did it, so they got to stick with it now. Well, how will you rate this segment in the pay-per-view, good or bad? Uh, it made me laugh. So, I mean, <laughs> if I was going by just that, I'd say good. Yeah. All right, we'll put us back on zero. Uh, Intercontinental title of Big E and Apollo Crews. It, I mean, the ending sucked and the match did nothing for me, so that puts yeah, us back at negative one. Hill, so it's like... Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, I did like, and I like the storytelling telling that they did. Uh, interesting finish. Uh, I guess that puts us back at zero. This pay-per-view has been awarded zero points. I add one point whenever we like something and take one away whenever we don't. We ended with this exactly with what we came in with. I think it's appropriate that you said that nothing really changed and nothing really happened because we started with zero. We went up and down and ended with fucking zero. <laughs> just to give you a fucking, just to give you an example that the booking, it's, it's a perfect, you see, whoever was it, was it Willie or EB? One of them in the chat room said that our, maybe this booking is beyond our mind's comprehension. Maybe it is. This might be a perfect mathematical equation. Because even when you balance it by points, you start with nothing, get something, lose something, and wind up right the fuck back where you were. Beautiful. This is this is artistic. Art imitating life, life Im- imitating art, everything being an imitation. That being said, oh, thank you. you. Suck ass and move on, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to everyone that hung out with us for this uh, this attempt at storytelling. I'm talking about them, not us. We did a good job. 
All of you in the chat room. Willie V2, EB Gamer, George, Crazy, Kula, Stasis Dreams, Cabigon, Jake Canuck 73, Zarette Edelai, Ace Ball 777, Bloodluster, Jill Michelle, Weekly Planet, AK Ashley, Brahm Spa, FVMH 97C, and of course, all of you lurkers out there, as well as the people listening on demand later on in the night across iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, TalkBrunch.com, Facebook.com, slash TalkBrunch, and of course, Twitch.tv slash TalkBrunch. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to TalkBrunch Live, episode 445. This has been your WWE Fastlane 2021 post show, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and my co-host Destin Soglow Frazier, we're out of here. See you at. Shut it down.